Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. Hi, Eddie. What's going on? I think you can just put that in the back there. You all right? Yeah. A little tired, but... Are you tired? No, I'm actually pretty good. I... What happened? I'm actually pretty good, but uh, I usually have horrific insomnia. Yeah. You know, I, where I wake up at about 5 a.m. Yeah. Uh, this time I got up at... Uh, Ooh, maybe reverse. I don't want to... 445. Had a dream about my cat. Uh, one of my cats. I have five. And I had a dream that one of my cats was just uh, following me in this huge mall um, where I was asked to tell everybody in the mall they have to close up their restaurant. And I was like, you're kidding me. And my beautiful little cat, Criswell, was with me. And it was a little bit of an abandonment dream. Oh. You know, it was an abandonment dream. How do dream. I get to LAX? <laughs> um, you okay. Want to, you want me to look at the Left, directions? left. No, I know where you're going. Left. You sure? 101 north to 405 south. Right. That's exactly what my direction says. Yeah, correct. So, all right, so did... Uh, so my beautiful little cat, Criswell... And I think it's this abandonment dream because I was like a mothering. I was like, Criswell, don't get lost in this huge foreign mall. It was like this mall. Can we roll down this window? Ah, uh, this huge foreign mall. He was just with me and I was carrying my cat. And you know cats, you don't take cats out. Yeah, I know. You don't take them out. You don't walk no, them like a, a dog. No, no, no. It's, it's ridiculous. I just let them out. If I... <laughs> but... I just so didn't want to lose him. So what do you think that... You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to lose my cat. Well, you could be like that lady. She's got two chihuahuas on her lap in the car uh, next to her. If, those, if those aren't Siamese chihuahuas, she's got a problem. <laughs> two on her lap? Oh, my God. What do you got in your ears? So, uh, what do you think of this? I've been getting a lot of heat for this feather earring. I don't know, unless you're going to grow a mullet to match it. <laughs> oh, you see, you don't like it either. No, no, it's all right. It's Karen loves it, and... I have taken some heavy-duty heat from, like... It's a dangling feather. I mean, not, but it's like a metal feather. A silver feather, not a real feather. And um, I have... Who's Did she buy it for you? We both kind of bought it, but then when I started putting it on, the only way I would wear it is with the hat, because it's so big. It's big and dangling. Yeah. Uh, One girl said to me, Oh, my God, it covers the entire part of your left head. Yeah. Your left face is just so... Uh, big and you know I'm feeling like fuck man did I make a mistake with this earring <laughs> well the good thing about earrings is you just you take get it to out the right lane so you can you just um, take it out yeah I, is this a mistake because I'll take this thing out no yeah what are you talking about it's it's not you know it's nothing it, you know you don't have to worry about that you should just let me do I get right here yeah. right here right, right here. here right here make uh, right. Uh, you should just let me beat myself up for flying us out of LAX <laughs> like a fucking idiot <laughs> Now, Burbank is like five minutes from here. It's right here. I know where it is. It's right by my house. And yet, I saw this ticket sitting there. Um, you know, I printed it out. Oh, and I knew it. I feel like I'm responsible, though. I, I, I feel like... All right. <laughs> no, I feel like... I feel like, why didn't I say anything? But, you Want know, me to put the air on? Yeah, yeah. I'm I feel like, why didn't I say anything? And then I'm like, well, Mark, 
No, it's just stupid. You know, I'm a guest. Yeah, like, Mark, like, this Mark's gig. You know. You're not a guest. You're you're working. Well, I I know, I know, but I I don't know what the hell I was thinking. In my mind, I somehow said like maybe they'll have a direct one from Phoenix, but of course they do every five minutes. And then this morning, I was like, maybe from Burbank they do. Of course. So oh, and then I'm man. sitting there thinking this morning, maybe I can change it now. Like you know, I'm I'm about to get in the car. <laughs> Like, I didn't have enough time for the last three fucking weeks. <laughs> well, you have been busy, have you not? I'm always busy. I'm going out of my mind, and now I'm worried we're going to get to this place. We'll be fine. No, we're going to have a good time, but, you know, this guy's, you know, he's paying us good money. It's his first right. big show. It's his this big idea. his first big show? Well, it's his big idea. You know, he's going to start bringing yeah. alternative comedy in. He's got Jimmy Dore coming. Jimmy said... Uh, he wants to know how we how it is, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but I don't know what the situation is, but I do know that we're going to get there, and he's going to be like, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. You know, I, I, I publicized it the best I could. You know? <laughs> That's my anticipation. Yeah. Who the hell knows? I just picked Eddie up. Eddie Pepitone. We're going to Tempe, Arizona. And by the way, folks, I am a little tired. Uh, I am not a morning person. I think you are, huh, Mark? I don't know. Did, did you just put on your uh, broadcaster voice? You know, before we have a casual conversation. Now no, it's no, like, no. I'm oh, not by the way, person. people, <laughs> welcome to the show. Look at these poor saps on the... Look at this traffic. 405 South coming this way. I'm just glad it's not going the other way. No, we'll be... Oh, right. We're not on the 405 yet. We're on 101. No, but, right, you know, right. these people are going to work and we're going... We're going to fucking LAX and then I got to find that goddamn parking lot. Ah, oh, man. You know what? I'm making a big deal out of nothing. We're going to have a good time. My brother's picking us up. We're going to have a car. It's not that it matters to you. I'm just lumping you in to all of my plans. If you would rather <laughs> the owner of the club pick you up and take you directly to the hotel, you can do that. What's, Wait, your, what's your plan with your brother? Nothing. We're just going to go get a car. He's going to lend us a car. Nice. And I we got a radio show. Oh, shit. We got to do radio in an hour from the airport. Are you serious? We got to do a phoner. But you and I are going in to do radio at four. Mm, okay, yeah. I brought so, a CD for that. Oh, you did? Yeah. What do you mean you brought a CD? You're not going to talk? You're going to say, I know, <laughs> I know I'm here, but just let's just play the thing from the CD. It's much better. Than anything I could do here. I think you should start tailgating this cop. Oh, good. He's leaving. What it gets that? me so nervous when cops are either directly in front of me or particularly directly behind me. Yeah. I feel like they're going to find out every fucking thing about... Like, it has nothing to do with my driving. It's all about, like, what they're going to find so out. So you think they're going to do a background check and find your psychological history? Yes! Yes! You. We, know you yes. Don't have any, we know you don't have any drugs, Mr. Pepitone. <laughs> And you were driving fine, but there's some things but, in your past that concern us. But why didn't you love anybody? Why haven't you, like, he pulls me over and he's like, how come you, you use people? Really? I, I you're, feel, you're a narcissist? You better write that down. That's afraid a good one, huh? Of, yeah, afraid of cops. Not because I'm doing anything wrong, but if they do a background check, they're going to take uh. me to task for my entire psychological history, for how bad I've been to people on an emotional level. Totally. <laughs> Totally. I'm serious that I really have that with cops. When they come to the window, because I was speeding, and I've recently gotten two speeding tickets uh, driving from L.A. to San Francisco, which is fucked, you know? On the five? On it's the a five. It's a long haul. On the five. It's a longer haul on the, on the, on the coastal route, but it's prettier, and you can get nauseous. Yeah, that, that, the, the curves is unbelievable, Have right? you seen the sea elephants? Where yes, are those sea elephants? Yes, Where yes. are they? That is amazing. <laughs> you have not seen them? I have seen them. Where uh, is it, though? It's outside called, of... Uh, they're called... Yeah. Elephant seals? The elephant seals, but but they're right mm -hmm. outside of San Simeon. 
Right by the Hearst that's right. Castle. That's where I... And once, yeah, like, for two them. months a year, they sit there and they, they yeah. just fuck on the beach and they lay around and people stop and look at them. That's and right. they're just sitting there fucking. I didn't know they were sitting there fucking. When I, when I saw them... We go to Santa South. Yeah. yeah. When I saw them, uh, they just lay there and... It's wild. They're, they're I, I thought it was spectacular. Big. Yeah, they're like two tons yeah, yeah. on the beach, just hanging out, fucking, yeah. and there are kids watching it, so their parents have to explain that. I didn't know they were fucking. What do you think they're doing there? <laughs> well, when I, when I've seen them a couple of times, and uh, yeah, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. So Eddie and I are going to Tempe, Arizona to do a show together. We, we have not worked together in this context. That's right. Uh, we have no idea what we're getting into uh, <laughs> in terms of audience or anything else. My Jim Merle told me, watch out for the blue hairs. Marin draws blue hairs. <laughs> now, did he do a show with you at a piano place or something? Somewhere? Yes. And, and, and he said there were a bunch of blue hair ladies who loved you and hate him, hated him. Well, I mean, he's going to think they hate him no matter what, but, <laughs> but that's besides the point. And it wasn't relative to... <laughs> To the experience he had with me. But no, the woman who booked that show has a mailing list and they're older Jewish lefty type of people. You know, I but you know, oh, lefties, just, huh? Well yeah, I, I draw some old hippies. But you know, this looks pretty good at and actually you can use the carpool lane, which is nice. Because I got you in the car? Yeah, that's right. But so we're going to Tempe, we're doing two nights. Uh, we're gonna see my brother, we're gonna spend some time trying to get Eddie to enjoy life. Because a lot of people have been asking Eddie. They've been saying, Why don't you have Eddie on for the whole show? And I say, uh, will you ever try to talk to Eddie? You know, when he, what are you going to do? You're going to race me on this? Yeah, you, oh, you, you prick. You won. You prick. Now, now, where, where do you stand on road rage? I don't care. Oh, okay. Are you good at letting it go? Like, I don't have it. You don't have it? No. Wow. What am I going to do? Because I, I, I get real macho. Like, that guy. Now, folks, you didn't see this, but this guy just cut Mark off. Mark is entering the highway, and this guy would not let him enter, and he sped up and cut him off, and really, it was a little bit of a dangerous asshole move on yeah, his part. Yeah, because I was stuck without a lane. We are stuck without a lane. A man without a lane. Get to your left. A man... I'm going to have the lane in a minute. It's going to be to the left of the one that I have. <laughs> but uh, we're going to Tempe. This guy, we're doing the first of a series of wow. uh, what looks to be alternative, you know, newer comic shows uh, being put on by a guy who has a, a booker for a theater complex of some kind. My suspicion is we're going to get there, and he's going to think that because of WTF and because of you know my, my pictures and my resume that the kids, the college kids, are just going to flock. But... They should. The college kids should flock to both of us. I go, look, we can talk in hypotheticals all we want, but from experience, (laughs) I'm no Dimitri Martin. So, (laughs) what I'm does he take a lot of heat, that kid, Dimitri Martin? What I'm I'm anticipating is we get there, the guy says, look, I did, I did, I did everything I could with the publicity, and you know, I don't know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna move you to the small room. You don't mind playing in the coffee shop, do you? So, so, (laughs) so. So we'll see what happens. That'll then. fuck me up big time, it by will? the way. Well, then prepare yourself. Oh, my God. What do you mean it'll fuck you up? What are you expecting? What, are you expecting Patton Oswalt uh, fan? <laughs> you know, you know I can close, but you, you're much more consistent than me. Like, I, I, I have home run sets, I and know. I also have... I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I think that if we were to actually, if there were some rating system, <laughs> that if we could... <laughs> 
I don't know. A Zagat's Guide to Comedians? Well, a Zagat's Guide or, or some sort of like way to go online and say, you know, a Mark Marin consistency graph <laughs> going back to, say, 2001. I would say... Well, you're very interesting because when you get on stage, you really... It is a relationship with you because I, when an audience is with you, yeah, you really can go. You can just go. Yeah. You know, and you could go forever. Um, now, when an audience isn't with you, it's very interesting, as it is, I think, for any good comic, when an audience is not with them, um, then all kinds of stuff can rear its head, which is very yeah. interesting yeah. to watch. I'd like you to meet what my parents did to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. This is what my parents did to me, and this is why I'm disappointed with you, but I'm more disappointed with me, thinking that you wouldn't be disappointed with me, and because I'm assuming all these things, someone's got to pay. <laughs> now, that's the thing with me, too. When, when, I, when I've gotten angry at an audience, I have realized it is the worst thing. Like, I have gotten viciously angry at um, some audience members, and... It has been a horrible thing where well, the rest of the audience turns on me. Sure, because, because you push I, it over the edge. You're like, look, he doesn't deserve that because right. you got problems. Right. Well, th right. it seems to me, Eddie, that we're going to have a very interesting time, and maybe I should tape some of the sets. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. That was a lot of work for you. I know you're tired. Well, I'm just, I just got in the car. Right, well, I, you want to drink some of my coffee? Did you drink coffee? Bit? I have Are you really going to It's Can black. I have a little bit? Yeah, yeah. You don't mind? No. I've gotten, it's my black. Shots. It's black. I've gotten my shots. I don't care. I don't know if I have it. You're the one at risk. Oh, um, hey, do you drink you? it black? I'm old enough to have lived through whatever might have happened ten years ago, but I can't tell you. I can't vouch. <laughs> I can't vouch for the last two years. <laughs> the last two years? Yeah. All right. Enjoy the coffee. So Eddie, we you know we landed. We're here. We're waiting for my brother, who of course, you know I've I've got a schedule here that he's got to pick us up, take us to his house. We can borrow his car so we can get around because right. that's the way I'm doing it, and also I can see him. But of course, I call him. He's like, I can't. I just got a call from the school. My kid's sick. I got to pick him up. Then I'll pick you guys up. And part of me, I'm selfish. I don't know if I'm selfish, but I'm thinking, <laughs> what's what's always with the kids? You know, I got to be somewhere. All right, wait, let me, let me just you know, walk people through what I went through on the plane there. <laughs> We're on the plane. Eddie has his... Uh, Eckhart Tolle. Eddie's got his headset on. He's listening to Eckhart Tolle the whole way. Eckhart Tolle, I think. Isn't it Tolle? Tolle, yeah. That's what you do. You get on. I, I'm like, uh, what, are you going to leave me here alone? You're like, I got to listen to Eckhart Tolle. So you're there with your eyes closed, listen to Eckhart Tolle. Behind me, I'm hearing beeping sounds, like somebody left their phone on. Like, dee -dee -dee -dee, like an out of range beep but I'm not panicking I'm like it can't be a bomb probably the guy just left his phone on then about half hour into the flight the guy starts chanting but I can't figure out what it is all I'm hearing is like but he looks like a Latino guy so then I stick my ear and I, I look over the seat and he gives me a crazy cockeyed look of course any look's going to be cockeyed to me after I've established that they've been chanting and I stick my ear up to the crack and what he's saying is like oh, I'm a bad person I need your help I am very discouraged. I need your help. I want to be in your presence. Now, I need your now help. Now, picture this. I'm I am completely in a peaceful state of mind listening to Eckhart Tolle talk about the fact that we don't need to be imprisoned. And Mark taps me on the shoulder and basically says to me, we are all going to die pretty soon. I didn't say that. I said the no, guy behind not. me is chanting. 
Right. But the subtext was, Eddie, I believe someone is emotionally unstable. There's a beeping thing. He's chanting. And I turned around, and sure enough, he was chanting. He was and crying. he was crying. And, and this gentleman was crying, a Latino guy in a Dodger cap. Now, look, the Dodgers got off to a slow start, but it's no reason to blow up the plane. You know, I mean, they did win a game against the Pirates. They're one and two. But Mark was thinking we're going to be the victim of a terrorist attack. And that's, you know, I'm trying to relax and be calm. And it wasn't the best thing to get woken up to. But it was like five minutes of like, you know, what are the odds that I'm going to be the guy that's in the seat in front of the guy? Am I going to make an issue of it? And I'm a little bit freaking out, but I kept, I started listening for keywords like Allah, Allah, uh, keyword Allah, bad. Not bad in the sense that I have any problem with the, uh, the Muslim religion or Islam in general, but in the context with the beeping, with the crying, an yeah. Allah would be bad. So I listened for a while longer. And then what happens? We're about 15 minutes out from uh, Phoenix and he takes a phone call on his phone in flight. That's right. So this is a horrible transgression according to the new rules of flying, but it comforted me because he said, I'm almost right. on the ground. I'll be there in 15 minutes. I can't hear you. I'm on the plane. Right. He obviously had a connection in Phoenix that he wanted to get to. So Mark and me then calmed down that we weren't we weren't going to go right. up into flames. And then he lost the phone call and then he started doing the, the chanting again and I heard keyword Jesus and I felt better. Between the phone call and keyword Jesus, I felt better. And then you leaned into me and said, you know, maybe I should do more singing. Maybe I should do lounge singing. <laughs> this, is, this is how you bounce back from the situation at hand. Yeah. I should, well, I let, I let terror fuel my comedy, and I'm thinking of doing a lounge act, but not a typical lounge wait, act. Wait, what are you going to put on the tuxedo? You got a, you gonna, got a full orchestra? We Maybe a full orchestra. orchestra eventually, but it, but at first just a couple of piece band, and I'm just singing kind of Sinatra like. But the subject matter is about inner demons, you know, sort of like I grew up in Brooklyn. My mother died alone. Was it my fault? I think so. I think it was. I never loved her enough, and kind of upbeat Sinatra style. But the subject matter is very, very keep going with, keep going with it. emotionally like, I dark. Like the, the, okay. Yeah. I am a person who has inner demons, so, so many. Hey, do you have inner demons, young lady? Are they as big as mine? I don't think I love myself. How about you? How about you? I'm scared and frightened and alone, but the one thing I have is this microphone. <laughs> the way that I deal with my mother's death is to overeat and watch pornography watching strangers fuck and eating pudding that's the way i deal with my mother's death ba, 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 ba. I like bing it. bang 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 boom i think that somebody hit my brother's car while we were we were while we were sleeping. It just makes me think the human race is not cool. I don't know, man. I just don't. I don't know if that that dent was there on top of everything else. I know I didn't park that great, but I mean, it looks like it was done out of spite. It you does know? look like it was done out of spite. You know, it's all. Ugh. And you know, know, I'm looking at birds, and right now, you know, we're looking at. There's some birds, and they're beautiful. Shut the window. I'll put the air on. Right. We have a lot to talk about. All right. So we did the first show <laughs> last night. There were two shows. 
I feel mm. good about the crowds. I don't feel great about the crowd sizes, but they were there to see us. And it, it, this place was a multiplex cinema that they made into an art center, but they didn't really change it that much. How did you feel about it? Um, I loved it. I loved it. I, lo- I The first show was a decent-sized crowd. Second show, uh, you know, small, but everybody was with us completely, you know? I felt like I attacked a guy in the second show who was alone, and I didn't need to do that. You felt bad? I felt bad. Um, oh, my God. What did we eat last night, Eddie? That was terrible. Um yeah, are you thinking about that? I How did well, that happen? Well, we only had a couple of minutes in between shows. Right. So we had to go to a place that was right next to the theater. Yeah. And it wound up being Jack in the Box. Right. And uh, I haven't eaten in Jack in the Box in years. I've seen the commercials. Not a fan of the guy with the ping pong yeah. ball head. But anyway, wound up getting what you were like, oh, I get the chicken club. So I get the chicken club and... It is just covered in bacon and mayonnaise. What do you think a club sandwich is? I mean, that's how you. I mean, is that right? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I thought because I thought because it was chicken, it would be healthy. But I realized it was just you know a heart attack on a bun. How do you feel about it today? I had something Not called the good. sourdough beef shit fest. I had was that what it was? <laughs> it was just like you know, boxes after boxes of options. I kept looking at it. I never eat a Jack in the Box, so I was like, "What is the best one? Do I get the number one with the goop and the beef, or the number two with the goop and the chicken, or the number three with the goop and the fried chicken and the yeah. bacon?" What is the picture? You know, the pictures they have of the Jack in the Box things are like crime scene photos. You know, <laughs> you just you just see the you see the uh, the club sandwich after it has killed you or something. And Which then, one's the culprit? Like yeah. it's a lineup. Yeah, it's like a lineup. Oh, that's the one. That's the one, officer. That's the one I want to eat. And then after that, how about the reward? Then me and Mark well, had to reward was a ourselves. Debate. You know, we did the second show. We were tired. I signed some CDs. Thank you all, you WTFers that came out to the show last night. It was very nice to see you. I talked to the people. We had a little bonding. Some guy talked to us about his dreams to be a fiction writer. He's going to Columbia. We were very available, I think, for those oh, people. Yeah. I, matter of fact, I think we were a little too available because I remember that we started hassling the audience a little bit because we had to get our parking validated. Yeah. And, again, it was the guy who wanted to be a writer, very nice guy. And uh, we, I started heckling his friend who couldn't do the parking validation machine. They're, they're tough machines, you well, know. They got, so they got a little extra show. They got a little extra show, but I felt like afterwards they were like, all right, all right, enough. Uh, thank you, guys. Like, I felt like they were the... Yeah, we, they, were, we were bothering we were still, them. We were bothering the fans. Like, hey, 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 where you going, guys? Oh, we just got to go home. <laughs> we go? Hey, Can I, we come need with to you? Go to a, I need to go to a coffee shop before anything. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Please, Mark. You're in trouble? No, I mean, I haven't had coffee yet. Well, what do you want to do? You want to go to the McDonald's? Oh, well, let's go near your brother, wherever you want to go, but I need coffee before your brother's house. I want to drink okay, some okay, coffee. Okay, 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 we're going to get coffee. <laughs> By the way, so what? you, you were I was near- up early. I made two, two waffles. I watched some what? CNN. <laughs> you made waffles I in your in- Clarion hotel room? No, and Do the, you bring batter? They have free breakfast, and you can make your own waffles. They had eggs and bacon what and the whole thing. What time were you up? I got up at like 8, 8.30. All right, so after the show, Eddie and I, it's 12.30. There's no reason for us to eat more other than that's what we do. So we had to have mm. a discussion, like, and the discussion revolved around, do we deserve a reward for what we've done? 
Like, I don't do drugs. I don't drink. You know, Same when, here. How, am I, how is this going to work out? Because I know, like, the best I can do is say, good show, and either go back to my room and masturbate without having eaten ice cream or without <laughs> or with eating ice cream. So Eddie and I are like, we're, we're almost out of the woods. Like, we're, we don't have to go eat ice cream because you, you said you're concerned about your health because you're old and you're not in good shape. So... <laughs> I uh, I wish you wouldn't put it like that. I'm sorry. You were just concerned because you know you <laughs> yeah. you're, you're you're no. You know it's a, it's a, it's a slippery slope for me. As soon as I start eating badly again, I I I binge. I binge for a few days and then I have to go through the withdrawals again. Yeah. The food addiction is 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 a is a nasty one. I know I have it too, but I apparently not as bad as you. So. <laughs> So we're. I feel like these are backhand shots, but go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, this is no, not no, a backhand shot. I'll explain it. So we were like, do we go to Circle K and we try to find out how to right. reward ourselves? So we walk in. I'm looking in the ice cream case. And then the guy at the Circle K goes, there's more in the back. And you go, literally, your face lit up. And you go, pints? <laughs> you said, pints? You know. Did you not do that? Yeah, I did. All right. I did. So we and go sure look at, enough. We go look at the pints and you choose. Like, and then you get a pint out of the freezer. Triple caramel chunk. Did you eat the whole thing? Oh, yeah. You were funny. Like, oh, I think you got a freezer. You could keep it in the freezer. And I was like, what are you, what are you kidding? <laughs> and, I even, and I even did the thing where I got more than one plastic spoon. Because when you have a pint and it's uh, hard, you know, a little hard, and you want I always go through a few spoons. But I, but I uh, usually only have one spoon. And then I'm like, ah, fuck, I should have got more spoons. But anyway, I did get three spoons. And you want to get right into it. Right. You yeah. can't wait till it. And I was sort of like an assassin with it. Because I played it so beautifully, I, I had to make a phone call to my girlfriend, and I just let it temper. And really, the phone call to my girlfriend, it was just to let this thing temper, you know? Right, you're like, this will give me an excuse, take my mind off the, the soft exactly. the ice cream. Exactly. I chose to get the frozen Twix, you know, the Twix ice cream bar, and right. an ice cream sandwich, a classic ice cream sandwich. And I think that you saw my. You devoured the ice cream sandwich. It was an amazing. It was amazing. Now you did. You did two hours last night. Over two hours. So I I felt like you really earned it. I I only did like thirty minutes, something like that, and I felt like I deserved a pint. So if I did what you did, I I hasten to think how much I would have eaten. Yeah. But I think you were a little jealous about my decision because you saw me wolf through. It's true. You, I wolfed through the uh, ice cream sandwich, <laughs> and then I was just finishing it up as we got to the hotel, which was literally across the street from the Circle K. And yeah. then you noticed in my pocket that I had the backup Twix bar, had a little variety, and I and That's I was right. going to get you know a little more of that that gratification of going and in my room with the separate item. And it seemed like, and, and this is my head, you know. I'm a the, professional. I plan. I know how to plan this stuff. <laughs> and it also, uh, part of the jealousy was too. I was like, oh wow, Mark is only having two little things, and I'm I'm having this huge pint of triple caramel chunk. You know. I just really couldn't commit to that because with me, I do play this game with a pint where I'll eat. What do you do? Well, I'll eat half of it and then I'll put it in the freezer and I'll sit down and watch TV for a half hour and then I'll go back and I'll eat two spoonfuls. And then I go back to the couch, and I'm like, you know, maybe just a little more. To and me. Then, and yeah. then usually I leave, like, literally three spoonfuls in and say, like, I didn't eat the whole thing and go to bed. <laughs> I like the way that in the parking lot of the Circle K, because we knew we were rewarding ourselves, that both of us held our ice cream products over our head as if we just won the gold in the Olympics. And there was nobody in the parking lot but a, a guy that with a puppy 
that, uh, quite honestly, the guy with that puppy in the parking lot looked more lost than the, than the dog did. <laughs> I did. Well, all in all, the, the shows went uh, pretty well as far as our performances and the audience seemed to like them. Tonight is Saturday. We have two shows. Now we're driving to Craig's house, my brother, to break him the news. About, like he's not oh, buy, about, about the, car. the car. Yeah, yeah. But he's getting, he's getting bagels. Oh, is he? And whitefish and lox. <sighs> what do you think oh. of that? Oh, well, I think that's great. Now, you know, I cut out sugar and flour and lost 45 pounds. So, you know, eating the sugar, eating the flour, it's a little guilt for me. Um, Are you supposed I to don't want to die of a heart attack, but I also want to enjoy life. So it's this balancing act of like, I want to enjoy life, but I don't want to die of a heart attack. So I, I don't know. I think that if I exercise later, I'll be fine. When? Today? Yeah, but no, I'm not going to do it today. There's no way. There's no well, way. You want to see, maybe I can stop and get you some uh, nice vinegar coleslaw or a salad. <laughs> Uh-oh. It looks what? like I missed a turn. Ah, shit. I don't even know what I got to do now. Vehicle fire. And there's a vehicle fire up ahead, there's folks. There's a sign that just said vehicle fire. Oh, we man. Gotta let's get, get off. off this. Let's Freeway exit on the right. All right. Well, this is turning into a little bit of a nightmare. The car's dented. There's a freeway fire. I haven't had my coffee. Uh, everybody's exiting here, too. Oh, boy. I don't... Just relax. Relax. Maybe we'll luck out in this, like, this fluke of having to get off here will we'll give us a coffee place. By the way, Tempe, I would think they have a lot of freeway fires. I would think things just spontaneously <laughs> combust in, in Tempe. It's like 190 degrees. I got a lot of laughs talking about the weather here. People laugh at yes, a Yes, Eddie, you got laughs last time. You are very funny. <laughs> Look, folks, I'm just a laugh-approval machine. <laughs> I like how you interjected every 10 minutes in my act. You're like, yeah. Oh, man. You know, no. now, I thought it was funny at first, and then there was a point where, you know, I thought you really did get angry, and maybe rightfully so, and, you know, you were, you were very honest on stage saying, you know, Eddie, I have a rhythm here, and I'm thinking, oh, am I fucking up Mark's rhythm? I... I mean, we did talk about doing some stuff together. This is doing stuff together. But well, thought, was it bothering you after a while? I thought I, we were going to plan this stuff. I didn't realize that you were just going to heckle me. I love heckling other comics. Mm. I really do. Hmm. I really do. I get heckled a lot in clubs, but it's usually generic but accurate. Like, Eddie, you suck. But I was wondering, I was wondering what would the heckling be like? If someone in the audience knew me as well as I know myself, what would the real specific heckling be like? I think it would go like this. Hey, Peppertone! How come you dream about red birds attacking you at night? What the fuck is that? <laughs>
and you haven't paid your father back that 15 grand. Oh, I know he doesn't need it, but you said you were gonna make a payment arrangement, and you never fucking did. You never did. <laughs> no, you cannot get me back there. You cannot get me back. How come you always watch the JFK assassination in a loop late at night and you jerk off to UFC fights? Nobody knows that about you. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. Fuck you. You also went to a Western store today called Sabas, and you always try to blend in. You got a couple of cowboy shirts, but you're a Jew. You can't do it, you motherfucker. You cannot look like a cowboy. What an asshole. What an asshole. It would go like that, I think. Oh, no, wow. I, I Look didn't... at this traffic. You made a wrong turn. And now we're stuck in a lot of shit. And no, but we're getting off. We're okay because the traffic is on the highway. This exit traffic is just other people that were like, we better get off of this. Wow, this looks terrible. This looks L.A. proportions now. I'm just, I'm glad we got off. And I'm, I'm mad that I missed the turn, but we're, we're We'll talking. go back, right? No, of course we'll go back. What are the other options? No, we're never going back. <laughs> no, sometimes we're when I get lost. No, sometimes when I get lost, I feel like I'm going to have to settle down in the town nearest the next exit <laughs> because I have no idea where the fuck I am, and I'm like going to have to raise a family in some exit. I don't know where I That's am. That's the only know? time you actually think about raising a family. <laughs> yes, the only time I think about raising a family is when I miss an exit on a highway. <laughs> it's like I'm going to have to be a, a homesteader. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to. I, I better find a lumber store because I'm going to I'm gonna build a house for my future wife and children. All the old-timey references come back. I feel like I'm foraging for things. And uh -huh. You had a very funny thing about how, let's talk, when you addressed the audience at the beginning of the second show, which was very sparsely populated, you said, let's See, now we let's could talk. lie. You know, we could lie. We like could other lie. Comics. I we never could... thought it was a good idea to lie about. Why lie? No, I know. I'm not that kind I of... Don't like you know, but, I don't like spin. I don't like spin. Other comics would have been like, great crowds. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. If I could paint the picture, I'm recording this for perhaps use on the podcast because Eddie and I are, are doing a, a, a sort of road trip version of WTF. I don't know if you listen to WTF, but it's... Thank you very much. So you're probably going to know some of the stories I'm going to tell, but I just want to paint a picture. We're in a movie theater that they really went out of their way to make it feel like it's not a movie theater anymore. <laughs> that it was once a multiplex that apparently, how the fuck does a multiplex fail? So it was someone's idea to make it an art center. Now let me try to paint a picture. From the stage, given that I, I really, it's, what it looks like is, uh, you know, if you were watching a movie and in the movie they were watching a movie and then they cut to the audience and it wasn't a full theater. <laughs> that, that's what I'm looking at now. Just scattered people. Couple of guys alone, some couples. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it would be cut to in a movie if they were uh, to, to show that no one was at the theater to create ambiance. <laughs> and they spared no uh, expense in, in not doing anything with the screen. There's a full screen behind me, which is always good when you're a comedian. You want something to make you feel smaller and insignificant. And, 
And the great thing about having a blank screen behind you in a movie theater when you're in front of it is that whether or not any of you are thinking this, because you know in your conscious presence that you're at a comedy show, but some part of you is thinking, when's the movie going to start? When's the guy going to get off so the movie starts? So that's what we're doing here, folks, uh, who are listening at home. I don't want to paint a sad picture because, you know, I think it should be said that there, we're in a very uh, densely populated college town and that none of them came. <laughs> not only do I not attract young people, I repel them. It was almost as if they were maybe looking at the posters around campus going, oh, we've got to tell everyone not to go see that guy. Spread the word, Mark Marin is coming, and we should do everything we can to make sure nobody goes to see him. Because he'll challenge our raw, innocent sensibilities and shit on our fucked up parade. Wow, look at that. Oh my God, I'm so glad we got out of there right oh in my. time. Now, could you imagine us doing the podcast in that? That would have been horrific. It would have oh been horrific. Oh my God. Because I, I would have had road rage in that. But I kind of want to see the burning car. I know I want to see the burning car too. All right, so we're going to yeah. go to my brother's. <clears throat> okay. and we'll, we'll, Ooh, I'm looking forward to bagels and locks. Yeah, and I, I don't know if there's going to be seven children there or three. I tell you, I'm not looking forward to all the kids though, because um, when I travel, I, I, I get very like lone wolfy. Do you get like, no, obviously you're not since you're visiting like 20 people right now. <laughs> I get very lone wolfy. As I get, opposed to your regular life? Well, my regular life, I, 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 I am a little social. I am social. I, I try to be social, you know. But when I get on the road, I'm like, all right, this is my time. This is my time to relax. I got my hotel no, I room. I feel that way, too. I, I got like my hotel, hotel room. I, I, you know, I got my books. I love reading novels on the road. I'm reading a novel now called The House of Leaves. Sorry, buddy. Oh, man. I we better get off the, 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 the podcast. I'm just trying to watch the GPS and listen to you. Well, that's why we should maybe get off the podcast you while did. we're driving. No, this is important. <laughs> This is worth dying for. <laughs> That's true. You didn't you didn't know porn last night? No, but I did masturbate, and it was the first time in a long time. You know, I'm living with someone. We have regular sex, so this was interesting. Was it like to a, masturbate was it for the first time in a while? I really let my fantasies go uh, last night. But yeah. I don't know about you, but with, with my masturbation fantasies, yeah, it always winds up being a choice of three scenarios. Like, I always focus in on three different people, and it's been going like this for 25 years. I always go back to the same people. Yeah, I used to do are a you, joke you know about what I mean? it. I used to you do a did? joke about it. Yeah, I still got, like, uh, there's a few people in there from, like, when I was in high school, like, my... my <laughs> My buddy's exactly. mom. My buddy's mom exactly. is in there, and I don't, you know, and I don't. I haven't aged them, obviously. You know, I just keep them pristine as I remember them when I was fifteen. <laughs> but yeah, usually, I think I have a fairly broad repertoire. You know, there's you do. There, yeah, well, there's about ten or fifteen, maybe twenty different people in there. Wow. But like, like anything else, you know, I always I wind of, up on the same three people. On, yeah, well, I lock and in on a few. You do lock in. But on also, a I've few. gotten very, I've gotten very lazy because of you porn. Like, I don't even engage my fantasy. Oh, you know what? I stay away from uh, again. You know, I hate to keep uh, hitting the addiction note, but I stay away from pornography now because um, I, I, I just think that if I if I go to it because it's free or like you porn and yeah. red tube, whatever the fuck, I, I would just go to it all the time. And I, and I, I, I don't want to do that. It's I don't want to have to withdraw from that crap. So I, I just don't do it. I don't uh, do it maybe at all. You're, maybe I should probably pull it out. <laughs> 
<laughs> pull away. I also find it very frustrating um, because when I do do the, the free porn thing, they give you so many fucking choices, no pun intended. <laughs> they give you so many fucking choices, and I'm never satisfied. It's like trying to find the right suite. Or, or no, the, I know. the right saying, drug. And it's, it's, very, it's, it's sort of humiliating to sit there going, nope, no, 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 yes. And then you click is. on the one that and you said even, yes. And, and after two seconds, you're like, no, no, Why this is I not what this? I... I wanted her tied down, and I wanted it to be a frenzy, and it's not a frenzy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, each to their own. <laughs> Now you're going to make me feel like I'm weird, right? No, you're not weird. No, you know what I mean. Let's find you some coffee. I, I need coffee, yeah. So, uh, all right, so I called my brother. He wrecked the car. It's not us. Yeah, I told you right away. I said, I bet that wasn't you. But then you convinced me it was, so then I got behind you on that. Like, oh, man, who did it? But now I, I should have gone with my first instinct. Where's the, where's the house? I don't Is know. Is this it? It's down here, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I, uh, this doesn't look right. Oh, yeah, it is. Is this it? This is the house here, right? No, this when isn't right. possible, make a legal U-turn. Legal U-turn. It's not going to be hard when I call the sack. <laughs> look at these fucking houses with these columns. Mm. What are they thinking? Uh, that's called Roman. Turn. McMansion's a McMansion, no matter what. You can put columns in front of it, but if it looks roughly like the house next to yours, this mm-hmm. one's a little nicer. Mm-hmm. All right, so now there's going to be kids. My wife, my oh. wife's, my brother's wife's kids, Isaac and Nathan are here. And my brother's kids are uh, Shy and I think Eden's here. Who's that? Is that Shy? No, that's a kid. I don't know. All right. It's just a random kid. Here we go. Yeah. So, you going to be all right with all the kids? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. If what, what's going to happen? I just, like I said, I'm a lone wolf. You're a lone wolf? I don't even know what that means. No. How you doing, buddy? Good. Oh, that's, uh, you're Nathan, right? What? What's your name again? Isaac. You're Isaac? Yep. Nice to see you again. Yeah. Where's your brother? Your brother's Nathan, right? Ethan. Ethan. I was close. Where's what Ethan? Place. Hey, man. How's it going? Good. Yeah? This is my friend, Eddie. Hi. Hey. Hi, everybody. Eden. This is my friend Eddie. This is my niece. Hi. They're shy. Hi, buddy. How you doing, buddy? Good. So what have I missed? When was the last time I saw you guys? Like uh, six months ago? Two months? It's just been two months? Eddie, I'm sorry. Are you not getting enough attention? Yeah, I I just want to say that things are going good for me. (laughs) I got a nice big coffee. And um, everybody, I just want to say hello to everybody. I, I feel like some of the kids like me. Some of the kids don't. That's my first impression. Some of the kids think you're weird. They got weird. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when you talk to the kids a lot, I feel like, you know, hey, I'm over here. You know. I know. Well, that's your problem, Eddie. You're a large child. But I have. <laughs> what are your first impressions of Eddie, Shy? What do you think of him right away? Um, weird teeth. He looks... Weird teeth. <laughs> weird teeth. Are... Now, I never... My parents okay. never fixed them. And that was... That's, that's... Oh, here we go. <laughs> Depression. Really? Sure, just blame it all on your parents. Oh. <laughs> Seems like a good kid. We just dropped uh, 
Isaac off at a, I'm sorry, Ethan off at a, at a baseball game. Got the Blackberry doing the GPS thing. I'm in the car with my brother, Craig Marin and Eddie Pepitone in back, who I think did pretty well with the kids. I think it made you feel better, didn't it, Eddie? Yeah, yeah. I, I liked the, uh, I liked ping pong. I liked baseball. Uh, it just reminded me, it reminded me of when I used to hang out with my cousins when my, when I had an extended family. Except, yeah. All right. Well, I, I didn't want this to become a sad story. Oh, the, uh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, I, now, I, you know, I've talked about my brother on the show before, and Eddie, I'm just going to have you here to, to, you know, to witness what, what's going to happen. I'm going to keep it relatively focused here because I don't want it to get ugly. Okay. Because Craig and I, for, you know, be, before you know it, I've done something wrong. It just happens that way. So we'll, we'll keep it focused on the fact that Craig has three kids, his wife has four kids, and they were all there at the same time. And I think what I need to do now is I think this is going to be an intervention. I've been meaning to say this for a while, but I think you're addicted to children, and and, and I don't know where it stops. Are you planning on having more children? It's funny you should ask that question. Tell me you're kidding. What, what, what we're doing, though, this is an organization here in town called ASK. It's called the Aid, Aid to Adoption of Special Kids. And it's got it's an, it's an agency for kids who have been passed from one foster home to another foster home, and they have a program called the Special Friends Program where they hook you up with a kid, and every weekend or every other weekend, they come and spend you know a day with you. And so your the whole idea is to give a kid a a look at what it's like in a in a, in a that is great in, by in the a, way that regular, is great in a regular family. So we're you know we we thought it one it would give it would make our kids a little more aware of what's out there in the world you know, so they're not quite as spoiled as they are and. And uh, I don't know. We thought we'd just uh, see if we can do it. <laughs> well, I think that's a, it's a noble thing. But, I mean, to bring a kid into a household with seven children and try to pass that off as normal, I think, is a little crazy. I, I think we stay away from the word normal. And I think that the kid's been jumping around from foster home to foster home. So he's always got a solid nine or ten other people in the house. So I think we should be all right. That's I awesome. I think that's great, by the way, Mark. This is something you would never do. You know what I mean? You know, I, you it's know, a I beautiful think, you know, thing. I'm it's having the, misgivings about having you on the microphone. <laughs> Look, not, not unlike the I'm show just last calling night. It, I'm calling it the way I see it. I'm trying to have a conversation with my brother about something in, in serious, and you take an opportunity to make me look stupid. Is that what you just did? No, no, no. I just, I just want to say. Just behave yourself for five minutes. Now, seven kids, I think maybe we should let my audience know that your particular exes situation, you and your wife Rachel's exes, have a unique situation, and that is? That they got married to one another as well. So our kids are either, our, our kids are always with one parent. My, like my kids are always with me or they're, they're with my ex, as the same with Rachel is. So they're always, they, they go back and forth together. The kids, for the most part, see each other more than we do. So basically you're saying that this is all fine for the kids. They just had to make an awkward switch in the middle of things. Um, like, okay, mommy was with those guys' father, and now daddy lives with those guys' mother. And that's it. And, we, and they have come to the table once or twice and said, Hey, Dad, isn't it weird that, that you know, they're, they're married and, and you're married? And we say, yeah, it's unique. it's unique. Do you ever say, yeah, it's weird, and, like, I don't know why she did that. Um, no. 
try to stay away, try to stay away from from that from judgment try to stay, try to stay away from judgment and opinions because at the end of the day it's uh, it's 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 all it's all really good to try not to screw it up now what i'd like to also talk about which is very interesting to me is that your kids are adopted all of them are adopted and you actually met all the mothers of all these children and were there at the births of at least two of them we were there at the birth of all three of the children and we met the birth parents of all three of them and now how do you handle that with them they all know they're adopted yeah they all they all know they're adopted they all have seen pictures and we talk about their birth mother and uh if we have the information their birth fathers um it's uh we've really we've celebrated that as a as a positive thing and my philosophy on that one was it, it can't be bad that there's more people out there that love you and you know they just couldn't they just couldn't you know do the parenting role and so they found somebody who could now do you anticipate and by the way that's very noble and, and very touching do you anticipate in the future that there's going to be you know a, a moment are you anticipating the you know i want to meet my real parents any sort of anger or do you feel that you're nipping that in the bud now i think i definitely think we'll get some of that you know up until now the 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 questions have come at pretty random moments where we're sitting around, you know, eating dinner and one of them will pop out and say, so do I have any other biological brothers or sisters? And we'll be like, um, well, yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about it. And I'll say, are we good? Did I handle the question? Okay. She's like, yeah, we're fine. Um, and uh, I, when we just did, when we went through the open adoption at the very beginning, you get a lot of fear or well, what if they come back and who are they? Are they just going to show up back in our lives again? And um, at this point, after all these years, I'm, I would very much welcome the opportunity for them to meet their birth mom. Um, I think that would be a great thing for them. So they know right out of the they would know, hey, look, this woman's a great person and she loves me. She didn't get rid of me. Um, so I think that would be great. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would be open to it happening. That's pretty amazing. So, okay, so at this point, you don't anticipate, you know, someone showing up angrily and saying, you know, I want my child back. No, but I do anticipate, you know, during a tantrum for the kids to say, well, my real mom and dad wouldn't do that. You know, that that's kind of standard adopt, adopted kid behavior to your parent. Has that happened yet? Um, yeah, I've, I'm trying to think. I think, I, I think I've heard, I think I've heard, I'm going to go back to Brandy I'm gonna, for, my, for my oldest in her, in a tantrum, say she's going to do that. And, you know, tantrums like that, you just kind of. Ride it out. <laughs> you just gotta ride it out. Our eldest, uh, her grandmother, uh, Grandma Sue, works at Costco. This is her birth grandma. Yeah, her birth grandma works at Costco, and so every uh -huh. birthday, she, you know, she gets just these, these killer huge boxes of all these fun things. Um, like a lot of them. Yeah, like a lot of things. Yeah. So we have pretty good. We have communication there with Grandma Sue. With uh, the other two, we try. We tried for a long time, and we continue to try annually to to keep the relationship alive through pictures or through a letter. And it just hasn't. It just we don't know what's happening on the other side. But that's it's, okay it's too. In one way, that's okay too because maybe they can't handle it. Absolutely. And I know there was some concern. It's interesting because it seems that I guess the youngest shies. What are their ages? They're um, nine and eleven and twelve. And the youngest was sort of a spontaneous thing. It was a very young couple that weren't married, and she had had several children before. That was Eden's parents, but Shai's parents, it was just yeah, an, an accident. It was like, yeah, they, we, we actually got a phone call 
which is very rare. And but we just got we got a phone call, and I answered the phone, and Andy and I at the time were just sitting on the floor in the phone room with our other kids, and and the person on the other end goes, "Hi, are you looking for a kid?" Wow. Quote unquote, quote unquote. And I'm like, "Yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> so I gotta you know re- readjust, get, you know, getting getting on mode, and just talk talk through." And the next you know two or three days later, we were driving up to Cottonwood and. Getting a kid again, <laughs> and at least starting the relationship. At that point, they had they had twenty days before they were going to have shy. Well, I guess another big question is: Are you finding that? I guess we're going to find out the real answer to the nature nurture thing because you know, on some level, you're a little neurotic. You're a little like me, a lot like me, but you seem to manage better. But it's just going to be interesting to see, you know, how much of that stuff is learned. Are you seeing that these kids are acting like you or acting like their mother, uh, or, or do you find that they're? Like whose kid are you? You're, you know, I don't know how you're acting. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I don't see a lot of mom or dad. You know, that's and that is hope. Like hell. our like, mom and dad. Our mom and dad. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think that was part of your hope was to just, just end that. Just got that nonsense off right in the right in the best <laughs> shit in the butt. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm hoping that happened, but no, I don't see that. That uh, anyway, I think that there is. I think there is a lot. I see it a lot with um, with Rachel's with Rachel's kids, my stepkids. I mean, they're all my our kids but uh you definitely see parent and grandparent stuff that you that i don't see as far in as your kids and, and my kids because they're all biological because yeah right because rachel's are all biological that's interesting and good in a way um for me i think it's great i think <laughs> I, I, I think you accomplished it i think so too. i think you were like i'm not gonna let dad's insanity go another generation <laughs> i i've said it since the day we since the day we made the decision to adopt well i'm just happy that you know you're 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 dealing with your shit and you know everything's okay with you and we don't seem to be spiraling into some sort of horrendous situation which both we we've both done at different times and i think this is the first time that the timing is actually right where we're both getting our shit together <laughs> yeah, I think for a lot of years there, like my shit was all fucked up, and then I cleaned up, and then you were all fucked up, and you didn't want to tell me because you were having too good a time. And I think that yeah, somewhere in you, you're like, I'm not going to do what he's doing because because uh, I don't have the same problems he has. Yeah, I think it's about. Um, I don't know if you like to hear it, but I think we both live with a little more hope than we used to. A little more hope? Yeah. Well, you got no choice because you're irritating to everybody if you're just miserable all the time. <laughs> Well, I think you're a noble man, and I love you, and I'm proud of you. Thanks, brother. I love you, too. Eddie Pepitone and I are out back of the Clarion Hotel in Phoenix on La Puente, La Puente Avenue. Hmm. Eddie's got me sucking on a cigar. I haven't smoked one in months, but Jesus, it's been, it's good. Is it? I haven't had one in months. It's a victory cigar. It's the post-show, end-of-the-road-trip cigar. I I feel like a king, a king right now. I'll tell you, you really really, uh, took it up a notch that last show. I did. I felt good the last show. I busted your balls. Yeah, you did. That first show. You busted my balls, and I also was a little tired that first show. I don't know if it was the burrito right before the show, um, or playing baseball with your brother's kids all afternoon. These sound like excuses and rationalizations. Are you a professional comedian? (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, I thought I did a professional job the first show. I think the second show, I took it up to the level that I'm accustomed to, which I guess the word I'm looking for is amazing. 
Right. I have to agree with you there. It was very funny. I laughed both shows. Good. But I think all in all, it was a, it was an interesting trip. It didn't, you know, I don't <laughs> think the guy that uh, booked the room was as happy as he could have been with the draw. But I'll tell you, mm. all of you WTFers, you what the fuckers out there who came out. You're, they're, they're, you got some cool stuff tonight. I got lovely them. fans. One guy brought yeah. a bag with a bowl of chili in it. By the way, he was a great guy. He, he had long hair, glasses, and he was like, I made you chili, and I made you two cookies. And the cookies were the size of Frisbees. One said, one said soul fucker on it, and one said angry fucker on it. Oh, I didn't know it. one said soul fucker. Mm-hmm. Is that a phrase you've, you've used before? That's, that's great. Yeah. And then one of them gave me this very small nerd cock painting. <laughs> and, and, you got, and then you got a mug, didn't you, or something? What did you get? Yeah, Krista brought me a mug. And some cherry tomatoes that she grew. Someone, oh, the cherry tomatoes were good. Someone brought me a canister of chocolates. I tell you, we did. We, you know, we had a very short period of time, and I think we got you out of your element a little bit yeah. today. Uh, and you, you were with children, seven I was kids, with children. and Eddie was he was pitching uh, balls, and they were hitting them. Yeah, and also the kids came around. At first, they kind of was a little mean spirited kid making fun of Eddie, you know, the eccentric-looking guy, bald. They're making fun of my teeth. By the end, they're begging me, please, Eddie, pitch one more batter. Eddie, don't go. And that's how I like it. I yeah. like it when it's when kids, children, are imploring me not to leave their company instead of going, oh, look at his teeth. Yeah, what happened to the feather? No, I took that, that out early in the that trip. Did, that, didn't last, <laughs> that didn't last to the car ride to the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think all in all, we had a successful time. We should do it again. I would love to do it again. I would love to be your opener, you know, and I was heckling you, and I think that that is a very good thing me and you have going. Yeah, I think Heckle. that's what people are looking for when they when they hire on an opener, is that <laughs> they want a guy to, to open for them, but also sit very close to the stage, and it in I even did it moments. from the back in the last the That, last that night. was impressive, that, like, the first two shows on Friday, you sat right up front right and up heckled, front. And, and, you know, very rarely do people stand up and turn to the audience to heckle, but you... <laughs> You would if you if you got a good laugh with the first heckle, you yeah. stood up and went ahead and yeah. followed through. Put me in the position to to put you in your place. That's I think you enjoy that. I think that's something you grew up with. I, yeah. Yes. 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 So I guess in closing, uh, thank you for joining Eddie and I on our our little road trip. And and mm. by all means, go to wtfpod.com and get some uh, uh, justcoffee.coop or send a little money into the cause. People are actually. Giving me donations at the shows, which I find a little awkward. I'll take them, and I appreciate it. I'm going to, you know, split them with my buddy Brendan. Maybe I'll buy you a soda at the airport. But I appreciate all the uh, support. And uh, as I said, if you go to the WTFpod.com now, uh, we got the new mailing list. I'm going to send out the weekly thing. I'm going to send out a picture. You will have already gotten your picture of Eddie and me in front of the cactus if you're on the mailing list. And PunchlineMagazine.com for all your up-to-date information on... uh, on the comedy business, which, Eddie, you should probably go there. It was good working with you. Good night. Good night.